was a special podcast one crisp festive day in the heart of New York where the anglers play. A tale to be told of a victory so bright, a story of struggle, of power and might. In the style of a classic, The Night Before Christmas, our tale unfolds with a twist that's quite blissful. It's about those who fish in the salt water so grand and their fight against the law that swept across the land. From 2009 to 2011 it ran, a license required part of a bigger plan. But it brought not the change it promised to bring, no betterment in rules, enforcement, a sting. The anglers of New York, they knew this was wrong. On NewYorkAngler.com, their resolve grew strong. United they stood with a mission so clear to roll back this law they held not so dear. Together they fought with passion and might. Democrats, Republicans joined in their plight. From Long Island shores to the city's bright lights, they battled the law through days and through nights. A special thanks to Lee Zeldin for his efforts so keen, helping bring attention to this scene. His voice was a beacon in the legislative sea, guiding the fight for you and for me. Now here we stand with our rods in the breeze, fishing freely, our hearts are at ease. No license to bind us, no fee to pay. Thanks to those who fought in their own unique way. So here's to the anglers, the industry's heart, in New York's great waters where the fish dart. An early Christmas gift wrapped in unity and fight, a tale of success in the sport fishing light. As we cast our lines in the water so clear, let's remember this victory year after year. For it's not just about fishing, but what we can do when we stand together, strong and true. So cheers to the anglers on this festive day. May your lines be tight in every single way. And remember this story of how we took a stand in the great state of New York, our beloved land. Fish on. This is the New York Angler Fishing Podcast, brought to you by nyangler.com, your secret spot online. Hosted by the man who introduced New Yorkers to the world of online fishing, Mr. George Skaka. Hello and welcome, anglers, to the 1,450th episode of the nyangler.com sport fishing podcast. Well, actually, it's just, I think it's like 45 or maybe 50, something like that. But welcome back to another episode as we head into the holiday season. I'd like to wish everyone a Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, whatever you got going on there. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and the plethora of other holidays that uh, are happening this time of year. So in today's episode, we're starting off with a triumphant story for all sport fishing enthusiasts in New York. Uh, Recently, there was a significant victory against the state's attempt to push through a mandatory fishing license. This proposal, which came as a surprise to many, well, Not me, but many outside, 
uh, aimed to introduce a saltwater fishing license. Uh, the sport fishing, luckily, the sport fishing community was swift and united. Um, anglers, fishing clubs, various stakeholders in the industry came together uh, to voice their concerns. We did get a lot of help uh, from our uh, elected representatives, you know, uh, through a series of well-coordinated efforts, including petitions, public forums, and direct lobbying with state representatives. The community made its stance clear. Uh, The message was that sport fishing is not just a hobby, but it's a vital part of New York's culture and recreational life, deserving um, of support rather than more barriers. So in summary, we won one for a change, and it's really encouraging to know that we can still uh, have our voices heard should we unite and get on the same page. You know, there were a lot of efforts uh, to push this thing through, and luckily we were able to uh, stop it in its tracks. So, you know, it was a big victory, and it's something we all need to be proud of. Uh, watch for it to come back in next year, um, I suspect. Well, maybe not next year. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, presidential election year. Um, I don't know. You know, maybe they won't next year. Who wants to uh, add a tax? Because that's all it is, a tax and inconvenience. It, it in no way helps our fisheries, our access to fishery. It helps nothing. And if you doubt that, think about uh, 2009 to 2011. Did things increase and get better for you? I, I really don't think so. I mean, I didn't see it. Maybe you did. Um, Didn't work then. It's not going to work now. And I love the fact that New York, I mean, let's face it, we're not the most conservative uh, state in the union, that we're one of like three surviving states that don't have a saltwater license. Go figure. Well, let's move on from that. There's other news in fisheries management. Um, Unfortunately, none of it is good. All of it is bad for anglers. Anyhow, in in one case, I actually think it's bad for striped bass, and I'll explain that to you. Um, So the striped bass board met, and they came out with their three options, which they usually do. And in many cases, they mean nothing because in the majority of cases, it turns out to be their preferred option. So the number one option uh, is status quo, one fish at 28 inches to 35 inches with 2017 seasons for all models. Um, Option B is one fish at 28 to 31, uh, which is what we had most of the time last year. Option C, wow, they got a lot of them. Um, one fish at 28 to 31, and then a separate uh, category for uh, boats for hire. And that would be one 28 to 33. Uh, I'll, I'll get into this boats for hire uh, category in a minute. Um, so option D, one fish at 30 to 33, and then you've got E, one 
at 30 to 33. And it would be a separate uh, for hire option, which is one fish between 28 and 33. So when we look at this, you know, I don't want to bore you all with all these numbers. Uh, I got to tell you, I personally, I know their their preferred option, which is probably the one that's going to happen, which makes no sense to me whatsoever, is option C, one fish at 28 to 31, and then one 28 to 33 on a boat for hire. So uh, two things here. One is we're starting to see this separate category for uh, charter boats and party boats. I've always been, I, I was afraid of this and opposed to it 30 years ago, 35 years ago, because I feel it's going to uh, add dissension between recreational anglers and, and the industry. So as it turns out, here it comes. It's coming more and more. You got it with Scup. You've got it um, with Stripe Bass now. And you're going to, it's going to increase uh, each and every year. They'll start getting their own quota pretty much for every fishery. And that's going to leave uh, recreational angles out in the cold. So we need to uh, stay united. Now, let's look at the ones that are really, I mean, the striped bass thing. Look, uh, before I move on, I just want to mention a couple of things. One is their preferred option is one fish at 28 to 31. If we think about why they went to this uh, 28 to 31, it was because we were targeting a single year class, 2015. Is it still the same year class we're fishing? That's the question. Or are we now going into the year classes that didn't look good in the YOY? That's the first question. And the second question is, again, my problem with uh, fisheries management is always there is no common sense, right? Does it make sense? I am actually scared for this fishery that they are now mismanaging it here. And we are now pounding those fish. Every time I see it, I mean, think about it. Every bass that was taken home this year was 28 to 31 inches. How many of them are there? That's the first thing. The other thing is, and I'm just going to touch on it quick because nobody listens to this in uh, fisheries management. Again, common sense. There is no doubt, and it cannot be argued, that we have seen the single best striped bass run in my lifetime. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen so many big fish, so many small fish. We have fish of every single size being caught. If anything, the fish we're really not seeing are the smaller, smaller fish. So what are we doing? I don't know. It makes no common sense. All right, let's move on. Uh, the next uh, the next thing we're looking at, which really doesn't look too good, and there's a council meeting going on right now, uh, but I, I wanted to get this podcast out. So I'll, I'll uh, update you on that council meeting uh, probably next week, if I can, before Christmas, if not right after Christmas. Okay, now for the coal in the stocking. 
I'm going to run through this quick and I, you know, because I, I tend to get crazy about these things. But in this case, I am going to stay calm. The striped bass is something that's got, uh, it's got me very concerned. I don't like the way they're managing it. I don't agree with the way they're managing it. I don't agree with their numbers. I think that the fish are moving out of Chesapeake and more of the fish are coming here. They're just not going back down there. Who wants to go to that swamp? And you can be up here with all the bait and the clean waters we have in New York. You can't even compare the two. The Hudson River is a lot cleaner than that freaking Chesapeake Bay. I'll tell you right now, it's a lot healthier and we manage it better. But now we're not. We are pounding we're going to look, the preferred option There's all different options. And I don't even want to get into it. It's like five or six. The only one that really matters is their preferred option. Cause I'm going to say eight out of 10 times, that's what you're going to get. So their preferred option is again, to go with a 28 to 31 inch fish. Uh, but they are also going to have a separate category for charter and party boats. If you pay, uh, you'll be able to get a 28, to I think it's 35-inch, maybe 33. So they're going to be allowed to keep them. You're not. And we're just going to keep pounding and pounding and pounding and throwing back more 30 and 40-pound striped bass than we have ever seen in his ever. I mean, look, the most conservative people in this fishery that are involved in this fishery are all saying the same thing. There's plenty of fish. But anyway, so they're going to keep us at that, uh, what I call the lottery slot, you know, that uh, 28 to 31 inches. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I don't think it's helping the fishery. The other fisheries, just about everything is going to be cut back except for blackfish at this point. Uh, they're looking at a 10% reduction in a scup, 10% reduction in sea bass. And the big, the big one, which is going to be felt up and down the coast, is a 28% reduction in fluke. So that immediately puts us, takes us down from four fishermen to three fishermen, and it probably increases the minimum size limit. We haven't seen numbers on what that's going to be. So this is what, this is the call in the stocking. Um, we did get a huge present with the license, but this is what we have uh, to look forward to in the future. Last thing I'm going to say on management right now, because I'm really up and excited. Uh, you know, the victory is, is huge. As far as uh, beating down this saltwater license, we were told when we first started to go after it that <laughs> you're never going to stop it. And we did. We honestly did. And we got on the phone. We did the work. We lobbied people in Albany. Um, you know, we lo lobbied our uh, representatives. We went out and did what we had to do. And we do not have a saltwater license next year. And those of you that want it, Okay, don't know why it's not going to help anything, but that's okay. You got your own view. But even the way that that survey was uh, was written, folks sent the message they don't want it. So we're free to fish again, at least for twenty twenty four. Well, I guess it's time to talk about. 
Christmas presents and who would like what. I could tell you what I want. I want a forward-facing sonar in the salt. Guys are using them down in Florida right now. I was on a boat with one of them. Beyond belief, totally amazing. We were reading the bottom and we could act. We actually knew when a grouper was going to bite our line. We would watch it. It was absolutely crazy. Then we got into a school of uh, snappers. They call them lane snapper. And we were able to see exactly how deep they were. Look, we have fish finders, right? That's one thing. This is a whole different animal. I've been using one in uh, fresh water for a while. And I often wondered why we didn't use it in salt water. And I'm telling you, this thing is a game changer. It's so good that they are looking to ban it in uh, Bassmaster tournaments. It literally is like playing a game. You jig your lure and you watch the fish coming in. I mean, you don't see an actual fish, but you see the form of a fish. Sometimes you'll actually catch the tail, but you watch it. And if it's not going at your lure, you, you can make adjustments. It's almost like a video game, but it isn't a video game. When you hooked up, when you hook up, you're hooked up. And to give an example, I, again, I'm going to freshwater, but it works in freshwater, right? So if it works in freshwater, in low water conditions, why wouldn't it work in back bays? Oh, it does work in back bays. You can see from like 200 feet, 100 feet, 200 feet out where the fish are. This thing can will spot bait like nothing you've ever seen. And... You know, like in the case of freshwater, I find a bowl of bait. I'm throwing a jerk bait over that and I watch the fish. And if they, I'm, I'm like, okay, I got to get a deeper jerk bait. And I put on a deeper one. I get right down to the top of that bait bowl. And man, there's nothing like uh, jerk bait fishing, which again, they do that in Florida in saltwater. And there's actually, there's a lot of people that are for, uh, fishing jerk baits now for fluke from the shore. Look it up on YouTube. They are very, very effective. It really is a great bait, and it's so much fun to fish because you're kind of jerking it, and then you leave slack in the line, and you kind of count or whatever, you you know, you delay, and then maybe you'll pop it a couple of times. But it's nothing like that lure. It's kind of floating there, and all of a sudden, bang, they hit that thing. So I'm going to get... A, I mean, I have one, so I'm going to rig this thing up. They've, they've got many options where you could just take it off and put it on a saltwater boat. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I, I encourage everyone to look into uh, getting one of these forward-facing sonars. If you are uh, serious about fishing and you want to make an investment, I'm telling you, these things are unbelievable. And for you ice fishermen or you, you know, I mean, <laughs> my friend Steve, I'm sure he's going to be listening to this. You know, he fishes everywhere, Lake, uh, Long Island Sound. He ice fishes. Those things work in all those conditions. And they, there's nothing that can compete with them. Like I said before, Bassmasters may actually ban them from their tournament. Well, and also Major League Fishing, they may both ban them because they're 
uh, there have actually been gamers that have entered the tour and have outcaught professional fishermen because they know how to, you know, they, they know what the, uh, the action on the screen needs to look like. So look into it. It's forward-facing sonar. Uh, they have a bunch of them. I'm a uh, active tar- target guy. I, you know, I looked into it, and it really seems to be one of the best uh, setup. Although, look, there's stuff coming out every day. I hear PowerPole has one coming out for saltwater uh, also. So keep your eyes open for that. I'm telling you it's a game changer. It is uh, much more effective than a bottom reader. But you do you still need both. But I tell you, you really should uh, check one out. Well, that would be on my list. So I'd be curious to know what's on your list. Maybe you want to post that up in NewYorkAngler.com or uh, the if I do manage a video version, you can do it at uh, YouTube.com. Although I don't think this one actually will be on YouTube yet. So I want you all to uh, consider visiting NewYorkAngler.com, subscribing to this podcast, liking our videos. You see, when you like things or you uh, rate things, it doesn't matter how many people you are, it helps get the algorithm kicked in. And we are in for a, a huge upgrade here at New York Angler, and we've got a lot of things going on. The, the advent of artificial intelligence is a revolution like we have never seen uh, since the since the Internet began. It's changing everything. And we are going to be at the forefront of that. People that were unable to afford a staff of uh, video celebrities and audio and content writers and all that. We don't need that anymore. Those all of those people are losing their jobs, sadly. ESPN just announced they will be getting rid of all their beat writers. I mean, why, why have a writer when artificial intelligence can do not only the same thing, but do it better? I, I know it's hard for you to understand, but trust me, this comes from the guy that had the first phishing website ever in history. Name, domain names were free back then. And I recognize that, and I recognize this. The world is changing with AI. And I suggest you folks learn it and learn it as fast as you can. It's really easy, super easy. Okay, that's going to basically wrap up this episode. As I mentioned, Look for major upgrades at myangler.com as we concentrate more on the website this season. We're starting a YouTube channel. I know we're late to the game. It doesn't matter. Uh, We will catch up and we will (laughs) look. We're doing pretty well now. Uh, So when I start adding all this content, my team starts doing the videos Without all that overhead, uh, I think you're going to really love the website. So please get down there. And again, like interact with anything, especially YouTube. And we're going to start the TikTok 
even though I literally have never even looked at TikTok and uh, Instagram, all these shorts and videos and stuff like that. But more importantly, you will be seeing how-to articles added almost daily as we move into the new year. Again, I wish you all a merry Thank you for listening to the New York Angler Podcast. You can find more on fishing New York waters at nyangler.com, your secret spot online. Thank you for listening to the New York Angler Podcast. You can find more on fishing New York waters at nyangler.com, your secret spot online.